You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and uh, we're featuring this week, uh, focusing on the British Isles Family History Society of Greater Ottawa Annual Conference, which is coming up a little bit later in the month. It gets underway on the 19th, and it runs for a week. Normally it would just run over a weekend, but because it's virtual, it's running over a week. And there's still an opportunity to register, so go to BIFHSGO. 2021.ca that's B-I-F-H-S-G-O 2021.ca and on the opening day at 5pm our time finding her, her story in the archives researching female ancestors and that is with Gina Philibert Ortega and Gina's here, she's going to give me a little bit of flavour on what she will be talking about. Uh, Gina's normally based out on the west coast but is virtually going to be on the east coast or in the east side on uh, that day and uh, she is an author researcher and instructor whose focus is genealogy, social history and women's history and she holds a master's degree in interdisciplinary studies and a master's degree in religion. Gina, thanks a million for coming along and giving us a little sample of what somebody who might uh, register, what they can hope to learn in your presentation. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this virtual opportunity. And, you know, it's always great to talk about finding our female ancestors. So, Gina, one of the challenges with the Female Ancestor Trail, of course, is so many names change in the process. And uh, having done my autosomnal and my why, I'm not an awful lot wiser as I was before I started, and that's even doing the why. Um, what challenges and what solutions can you hope to uh, give somebody that they, they might help break down a wall? So, you know, that's something we all want, right? Because women historically have not been well documented, and that has to do with legal rights. It has to do with citizenship rights. So what I am trying to get people to uh, better research is to look at the community and not just a family line, but look at that fan club, the friends, the associates, neighbors. And one of the things as genealogists is we too often rely solely on genealogy websites. And that's great. And obviously we're going to do that. But at a certain point, you've got to get away from the computer which I know is hard to say right now, but we need to expand where we're researching, and that includes archives. Now, the reason why is because archives have original source materials that document women. They document women in the organizations that they were part of, the churches they belong to, the activities they belong to. And so it's through archival research and adding that to our traditional genealogical research that can help us find those women. Now you're coming to present at the British Isles Family History Society of Greater Ottawa. So British Isles, Ottawa, there's a notion in between. So <laughs> when it comes to getting to the archives, uh, yes it's great that you can access the archives if you're in Ottawa or if you're in the US you could go to uh, Utah, um, Salt Lake City or stuff like that. But access to archives and the physical archives isn't that easy in many cases. 
Well, it's not even easy if you have access to it, to be real honest, because think about it. It requires you to go somewhere if you can. It requires money, time, and a lot of people don't have that. But you know what? A lot of archives have digital collections, so we need to look at that. Uh, there's the possibility of having someone go for you. There's the possibility of going through finding aids that will help you determine whether it would help you or not. So there's a lot of homework to do before you actually go, you know. So don't, don't you know, not want to do it because of access. We all have access issues even without COVID. But doing that homework and finding out what is available can at least be part of your research plan, even if it's in the future. Also, when you talk in terms of doing your homework in that situation, like you can go into archives and you could waste huge wow. amounts of time. And particularly if somebody takes the time to travel and mm-hmm. rent a hotel or whatever, and this is their annual vacation, um, and it's to be coming home with so much more of what than they went to work, but they could spend an awful lot of time going down uh, rabbit holes. Yeah. Are there ways to try to help not do that? Absolutely. So one of the things I always say, and, and whether you're going to a library or an archive, you do your homework first. So you identify what might be helpful. You identify what exactly research question you're trying to answer to make sure that's what you need. And then you contact the archive and you say, look, I'm researching a family that lived in this area during this time period. What would you recommend? Maybe they'll tell you, you know what, we really don't have anything. Or that particular archival collection is seven pages. So, you know, do that before. They might even, you know, go ahead and make a copy of something Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. So do all that, contact them. Because the other thing you don't want to do is you don't want to spend all that money, make that once-in-a-lifetime visit, and then find out that uh, they close every September for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, that would, or my favorite is to get there and find out they digitized it and it's on a website online. <laughs> so always, always, always contact the archive first, get to know them, let them know when you're going to be there. I have found that incredibly helpful. In one situation, I said, look, I will be there on this day at this time. They contacted me and said, well, there's another researcher who wants to look at that same collection that day. And I said, no, I already told you I'd be there, and I'm I'm coming from far away. And they went ahead and gave me priority, mm-hmm. well, only because I made that contact. Mm-hmm. So that's part of your research plan is contacting people and not making assumptions. You talked earlier on about um because this is focusing on females and the female line and how names have changed. So are there particular challenges and are there particular tools to help deal with those challenges that you'll be identifying? And I'm not asking you now to share them with us, but just that you can... Those that choose to register and come along at bifhsgo2021.ca is the place to go to register. Are there tools that are are good for researching in the female line? You know, definitely. And part of that is identifying what exists in that time period and that location. So we often make assumptions about what records we need to look at. 
and we need to look at what is available. We also need to look at what do women leave behind. So we need to do a much more exhaustive research than we typically do in genealogy. There are, there are records that have women's names in them. You know, a marriage, you know, they're made in a marriage records, for example. But there's other ways to find things. So, for example, I will give you a tip. Uh, in newspapers, now this is time and place, but newspapers, you know, you could search by her married name and find her listed in her parents' or her brother's or her spinster sister's obituaries. Mm-hmm. That gives you her maiden name. Mm-hmm. So it's not just looking at one set of records and giving up. It's looking at really everything that's available and looking at a community and going from there. Well, Gina, we're going to wrap up, and all we wanted to do was to give a little flavor, and that has been fantastic. Um the Gina's talk is on Sunday. It is at 1700 hours, eight, that's Eastern time, so 5 p.m. Eastern time, and that is on September 19th. And again, the website, and you can register, there's, uh, just go to bifhsgo2021.ca. And so it's the numbers 2021, Vefisco2021.ca, and you get all the details there. Gina, thanks a million. It's been great meeting you. Thank you for having me.